Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 161 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of this wonderful show. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you are an old timer here on the podcast, welcome back. Uh, if you haven't already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, whether you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, wherever you consume your podcasting content. If you subscribe, you'll get notified every time we release some audio on the RSS feed, and that's fantastic. We're brought to you today by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. If you haven't already checked out TubeBuddy, it is the Swiss Army Knife tool, it's what I call it, that I use on a daily basis, whether it's to A-B test my thumbnails, go back to old videos, and to bulk edit descriptions and things like that. Uh, there's so many time-saving things that TubeBuddy does for me, and if you haven't checked out TubeBuddy, please do so. Huge shout out and thank you to those guys. Also, to the fine folks over on Patreon, if you don't know, you can support the show over there for as little as a dollar and as much as $45. If you want access to the YouTube Creators Hub Discord channel, uh, you can throw us a dollar, two dollars, three dollars and get access to that Discord channel where wonderful creators chat all throughout the week, ask each other questions, uh, share feedback about their setups, about their gear. If, if you ever wanted to be a part of a tight-knit YouTube community and support the show here and help me continue to do what we're doing here on the podcast, that is a great way of doing so. Both of the links to TubeBuddy and Patreon will be down below. I'd like to thank our new Patreons this week, our new patrons this week, Austin C., Ebby L., Christina S., and Alex W. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show this week. All right, so let's jump into the meat of the episode. So... Um, basically a lot during the year, normally three to four times during the year, I like to do a question and answer where I take your audio questions where you've called in. And I also take your written questions, whether it be via email to dusty at dustyporter.com, uh, Twitter, uh, at techguru 77, or, uh, you may find another way to call into the show on the website. If you go to my website, youtubecreatorsub.com, there on the sidebar of the website is a big, bold image that says call into the show or send an audio clip to the show. So that's multiple ways that you can communicate with me and get your question in for one of these episodes. So let's go ahead and dive into it. The first question here is a call-in question, um, and this one comes in from Andrea. Uh, and she is asking about legal stuff, about legal you know things within the YouTube uh, sphere. Uh, and I'm going to kind of encapsulate that real quickly here in a couple of minutes, hopefully. So let's go ahead and hear what she has to say. Hey, Dusty. My name is Andrea. And first of all, I want to tell you I love your channel. I listen every day. I listen to episodes over and over. Um, so thank you so much for doing what you do. I find the content that you put out to be very useful and love listening. I actually have an episode request for you. I was hoping that you might be able to do a video that kind of goes over general legal information that a YouTube creator should know. While I know that you can't give us legal advice, obviously, um, just some general information. For example, what do you need to know to be able to add a song to your video? Is there a way to pay royalty fees to be able to add popular music? Or are you just gonna have to go with royalty free music? That kind of thing. 
Also, I know that a lot of people out there do reviews on their videos, like product reviews. So I was hoping that you might be able to go over that, what, what you might need to know for product reviews. Are you going to get in trouble for saying certain things or having certain products, that type of thing? So I hope that's something that you might be able to work in because I would sure love to learn more about it and listen in. Thank you so much. All right, so first off, thank you, Andrea, for the kind words. And I know she asked me there to do a video, but I thought it would be much better if I could just answer her here on the podcast. So there's a lot of different things that I can say here. And I'm going to keep it rather brief. Brief? What? I'm going to keep it rather brief. So I did a very extensive episode last week um, on Article 13 and all of the legal ramifications of that. And there's been a lot of videos since then done on that. So I'm not going to kind of tap into that. So if you're wondering why, go back and listen to last week's episode. When it comes to doing uh, legal advice, obviously, I will always say this. I am not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. uh, And I don't want to act like I know everything about the law, especially when it comes to creative commons, what you can use, what you can't use. But I'm going to give you a few you know, I guess you would say pointers here when it comes to what content you can use, what things you can mention, and what you need to do when you do mention these products. So first off, number one, the main thing I always tell creators that I work with is this. Make sure that you own every bit of the content that you use on your videos, whether it be the images for the thumbnails, whether it be the audio that you're using for background music, whether it be if you're doing a tutorial, if you're you know reviewing something, make sure it, it is open to, to, to do so. Also, make sure that anything that you're using as far as clips, uh, video clips, audio clips, sound clips, sound effects, make sure that you own it or you purchase the rights to it. Uh, and if you do purchase the rights to something that you use as far as media, whether it be audio, video, or images, make sure that you are putting that in the description below because you need to go back in case you get a claim or something happens within YouTube and and the system flags your video, uh, you're going to need a way to go back and say, hey, listen, when you're filing the dispute for that or you're trying to get that back, uh, you want to be able to link to where you purchased. You want to be able to link to uh, the actual account that you had that allows you to utilize those creative commons. Now, Secondly is this, if you are basically talking about something in a video um, and it is an affiliate, so if you are getting paid at all, even if it's 10 cents to $10,000 to use a product or to talk about a product in your video, you need to disclaim that in the description of that video. So I'm gonna read to you exactly what I put in every single one of my videos, even if I'm not really talking about something. uh, At the bottom of my descriptions, I always put this. I say, disclaimers, links in the description are typically affiliate links. Affiliate means that I'm getting paid or basically compensated if someone utilizes that links. Affiliate links that let you help support the channel at no extra cost. So I'm letting my viewership know, hey, listen, this is an affiliate link and YouTube states in their TOS in their terms of service that you must let people know if you are getting compensated or if you are utilizing affiliate links. That's number two. And number three is this, always, always lean on the safe side. If you have a question and you're like, oh, before I hit upload, you're thinking, oh man, should I do that? Or is that right? Or do I have the rights? Or is this legally uh, something that I should be doing? Always err on the side of being safe. That's what I would say. Thanks for the call in, Andrea. I really do appreciate that. All right, next question is an email, okay, coming in from Jose Rosales, I believe is his name. He says, how do I sort my tags the best way? Is there an appropriate way to sort or uh, basically he's saying, should I organize them in a specific way when I'm going and tagging my videos? 
basically at the end of the day, is there a, uh, I guess you would say a right and a wrong way of sorting your tags as far as which ones you uh, type in first as to which ones you type in last? Here's what I've always gone, gone with. Now, there is no scientific proof. YouTube has not said this. There is no tool out there such as TubeBuddy or any other tools that have let us know this. This is just what I've gathered from doing this for years and years. The, the, the tags that I put at the top of the box or the ones that I type in first are the ones that I want to rank for the most. So I go to most relevant to most obviously more broad. So I would say more, not really niched, but more tight. I call them tight. You want your tighter keywords at the front. You want to front load those. And then at the end or the bottom of that box, and when I'm talking about the box, I'm talking about the box that you're typing your tags into when you are uploading your video. So basically think of it this way, the more important keywords at the front, the ones that obviously you're trying to stretch for, you're trying to be more broad, you're trying to catch more people in your net for, those go at the bottom. So for me, for instance, if I'm doing a video, uh, a YouTube tutorial, how to upload a YouTube video, basically the front keywords will be how to upload a YouTube video, upload video, upload YouTube video, and the bottom keywords will be, um, you know, Dusty or Dusty Porter, or, you know, basically things that I want to include in my tags, but that are not very much important to that specific video. So that's a great, great question. Thank you so much for that question. All right. So next question is coming in from Lauren. She didn't have a last name. She says, what's the average ratio of subscribers to whole channel views? I get this question a lot. I think I've answered it a couple of years ago, but I want to kind of ease her concern a little bit. She basically was concerned that she was getting a lot of subscribers, but her type of content, like mine, which is how-to content, leads to a lot of people subscribing, but the actual view count of the videos that she uploads immediately are not that high. So I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on this. I'll just tell her and you guys out there that, yes, that ratio is going to be different, especially if you are a channel that is uh, basically, I, I would call it a channel that's been around for a while. You're kind of an old veteran, a grizzly veteran of the YouTube scene. Um, a, a lot of those YouTube accounts who subscribed to you years ago, or even months ago are no longer active, they've been canceled, they've deleted their account, or they just no longer get on YouTube or they just use a different account. And with that being said, YouTube will go through periodically and remove those kind of dead or stagnant accounts um, to kind of show you a more, I guess you would say, accurate representation of your subscriber numbers, but they don't do that very frequently. And so you're going to see a very, it doesn't matter what channel, if you're looking at Casey Neistat or Peter McKinnon or um, other channels that are very large that are out there and they're prominent, their YouTube subscriber rate may be 8, 10 million, but their average view may be 800,000 to a million. If you look at that ratio, it's very, very low. It's a very small percentage. And so with that being said, Lauren, don't worry too much about that. Uh, mine is extremely low as well. And also you got to think there are certain channels that are subscriber based channels such as vlogging channels, such as entertainment channels. And then there are other channels that are more view centric or more search centric is what I call them, such as the how to or tutorial channels or the news or education channels. Those would be more search centric. So uh, great, great question. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out to me and hopefully that uh, eased some of your concerns there. All right, let's jump into the next question now. This is a caller, uh, Hazel, and she is asking about uh, me getting on a musical guest on the show uh, and just different perspectives for the show. So I thought this was a, a really cool thing to put here on the podcast. Hi, Dusty. I hope you're well. My name's Hazel, and as a reasonably new YouTube user, I found your podcast really helpful. So thank you very much. I 
would love to hear you chatting to a YouTube musician um, or because I think that would be a really interesting subject um, and something a bit different from your usual guests. And I know that a lot of other people in my position um, as musicians trying to kind of get somewhere with YouTube, I think that they would find that really helpful too. So, um, yeah, that's my question. Anyway, thank you again for the podcast and um, I hope to hear a musician on your show soon. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. All right, Hazel. First off, I want to say thank you so much for the kind words. Welcome to the YouTube scene. This question was obviously called in a couple of months ago, and so she is obviously now further along than she was when she made this call. Hopefully, she's still listening. If you are, hello, Hazel. Thank you so much for the question uh, slash uh, feedback. I did want to include this because I, I, I get a lot of people uh, requesting that I have specific types of guests on the show. And I want you to know that I encourage that. I want people to call in. I want people to email me, Dusty at DustyPorter.com and say, hey, Dusty, I really would love you to have guest X on and I know them and let me go ahead and, and connect you uh, via email and get us on an email chain. That way you can kind of introduce us and, and kind of get the ball rolling. For those of you who don't know, getting someone to come on a podcast uh, is a little more difficult than uh, you probably would think that it is. Uh, and I think that Hazel really helped me uh, prompt this conversation by her question, but I really want to encourage you guys that if you know someone that you'd like for me to have on the guest, please, 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 like I said just a second ago, introduce me, find ways to reach out to them if maybe they are not on my radar yet. I do a very uh, a good job for the most part to find different types of guests, whether it be uh, tutorial and how-to creators, whether it be entertainers in the car space or in the uh, com comedy space or in the video game space. I try to have a very large gamut. And also, I want people to know that I have no requirements when it comes to numbers. It's not like, well, you've got to have 10 million subscribers to come on the podcast. Now, you obviously have to be on YouTube for a while. You have to have some type of impact on the platform, but it's not like I have any view or subscriber requirements. So if you know someone, please, 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 whether you're Hazel or someone else, I want to have you on the show. Also, Hazel, if you know a music creator that you think would be fantastic for the show, please reach back out to me and say, hey, listen, I've chatted with them and they want to come on the show. So thank you for the kind words. Thank you for that positive feedback. And I really do appreciate it. So uh, great, great feedback. Great question. Next question is this. Um, this one I thought was was fantastic. This one came to, came in from uh, Dwight. I believe his last name is Wes, but I'm not sure. Um, he says, how do you balance fatherhood or parenthood and YouTube. <laughs> this one's funny for those of you who know, uh, I just happened to uh, have my second child a little over a month and a half ago, and I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be real with you guys. There are times when I'm in here working on my YouTube video, and I hear her out there playing with my other daughter, or my wife is on maternity leave, obviously, so they're all out there, and there are times when I just want to be out there more than anything. And so when it comes to balancing anything, uh, YouTube, business, or whatever with fatherhood, with parenthood, whether you're a mother or a father, because we have a ton of female listeners to the show. So let's just go ahead and put a blanket statement out there. When you're trying to balance parenthood with your YouTube channel, there are some things that, <laughs> that I've found to make it a little easier. 
Number one, I wake up earlier. I know, oh, that's so sad. If you have a nine to five job, maybe you have to wake up earlier, get all of your YouTube stuff done between five and seven in the morning. I know it sounds crazy, but but guys, sometimes you have to work harder to see the results. So maybe you need to wake up a little earlier. Secondly, what I found is it's okay to take breaks. So if your normal YouTube work time will be you know from say seven to 10 or from six to 10 or whatever your normal time span is, I found it beneficial to me to take you know, 30 minutes at a time, go down, play with the girls, hang out with them, spend time with them. Because at the end of the day, here is the reality of the situation. The time is not going to stop. Time is a resource that unlike money, unlike any other resource in the world, it is not infinite. We do not have an infinite amount of time. And your daughters, your sons will not be one. They will not be five forever. And so you will not be able to get that time back. When they're out of the house, uh, you will be looking back thinking to yourself, man, I really wish I would have spent more time with the kids. You're probably not going to look back and say, man, I wish I would have gotten out one more video back when they were kids. Or man, I wish I would have released one more podcast episode. And so I know we're getting a little philosophical here, but in, in reality, understand that there are things that you can do to balance. It's very, very hard for me to sit here and say that it's easy, that it's going to get easier, because it's not. And if you are wanting to really succeed on YouTube, you are going to have to put in the time. But at the end of the day, fatherhood, parenthood is so much more important than what you can do here on YouTube. The impact you have on your kids is really where it's going to be at. That's going to be your legacy. That's going to be where when people look back, they're going to say, oh, Dwight's kids, who they are, that's going to leave a, a, a much more lasting impact on who you are than your YouTube channel. And maybe you were expecting me to give a different answer here, but I truly believe that is where I stand on that. Parenthood and YouTube is a hard thing to balance, but I have a lot of people in my space, the YouTube niche, that are parents. I've talked to them about it. It doesn't get any easier. You just got to make the time and understand where the priorities lie. Great question, by the way. All right, we got another caller, the last caller for this week's episode. Um, <clears throat> didn't really tell me his name, uh, but his question um, is more about basically video to audio. He has YouTube videos. He wants to convert them to audio for an RSS feed for a podcast. So let's listen to that question now. Hi, so um, basically I've made a YouTube page. Um, I've made a, a video that I would like to turn into audio, preferably for a podcast. Um, I, I've made obviously the, the page itself, but I don't know how to get it on to iTunes. Now I've went onto your page, but it's saying you know to to make another a, a, another account. Um, basically I need the RSS feed to to progress any further with um iTunes, but I'm not too sure how to get that. I don't really want to have to start paying for things. Um, is there a way to do this? But is there a way to upload it onto iTunes without without having to pay for um a, a website domain or you know any, anything else? Any expense? I don't really want to have to do that. Could you let me know? Thank you. All right, a wonderful question, which is why I included it. A lot of people are wanting to know how to convert their video to audio to repurpose as podcast. And you also ask about how to get you know the, the podcast on iTunes with the RSS feed. Sometimes it can be very convoluted. So the first question about video to audio, 
Um, basically, what I normally do, if you have your video, I throw it into an audio software, whether it be Adobe Audition, if you're paying for that, or uh, you can use Audacity for free. So you basically just drag it in to that actual program, and then it converts the MP4 or .mov file into uh, either a WAV or MP3 file, and then you just save it as mono or stereo, normally stereo, especially if you're repurposing for podcasting content. Um, and then basically, you just save it as a different name, say Video One Podcast Form dot whatever so you can save it like you would a normal audio file now there's other ways to do it you can go to you can google um download youtube to mp3 so if you've already uploaded it to youtube there's free sites out there that basically you you provide the link to that site and then it downloads from that video the just the audio so there's there's ways that you can do it out there if that's something um that you're wanting to do as well uh once you get that audio though we're talking about how to create an rss feed to actually distribute over to itunes um that's a great question and and there's a lot of different ways to do that. He wanted to do it for free. Um, you can use a, a tool called Anchor. Now, they are now owned by a bigger company. And so that there's some changes that are happening and taking place there. But Anchor is free. Um, and you can get that feed out on iTunes by doing a, a few different tweaks and things like that. What I would recommend doing is getting an audio host. You don't really need a URL or a website, which is what he asked for. I would recommend that, especially if you're trying to grow and brand your podcast down the line. Uh, but basically, if you get someone to host your audio you can do it for as little as like five bucks um, I use Libsyn you can use Podbean you can use uh, Podcatcher there's a lot of different tools and resources out there I recommend Libsyn L-I-B-S-Y-N that's what I use for this podcast and I've never had an issue with them uh, and for like $4.99 or five bucks a month they'll host all of your audio so you upload the audio to them and they do all of the hard work for you so once you upload the raw audio file once you've got it from the video you can uh, then have that RSS feed provided to you by your audio host the same thing works for Anchor as well, uh, but again, I'm not too confident that they're going to be staying free forever, especially now that they're owned by a different company. So uh, as, as a, a larger, I guess you would say, topic when it comes to if you have a YouTube channel and should you do a podcast, um, I would recommend that if you're thinking about it, at least try it. There's not very much uh, investment monetarily and, and time-wise, especially if you're just repurposing your videos to audio content. And so I would highly suggest you to do so. So great question, by the way. Wow, what a great episode. We had so many good call-ins, a couple of good email and Twitter questions as well. Uh, I do want to encourage you to go to my website. Look for that little icon on the side if you want to call into the show. Um, if you are new to the show and you're just listening to this episode here today, uh, I do want to encourage you to come back next week when we will uh, resume our interviews Um I really love doing this podcast, and I've, I've, I've really found that this is my sweet spot. I love interviewing creators. I have so many great ideas about the show now that things are slowing down, and the baby's been here for about a month and a half now. Uh, I'm getting back on my feet, catching up with a lot of emails and things like that. And so this podcast is only going to get better. So if you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasting content. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to the show, and I will see you guys next week. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.